Hey everyone. Hi. Okay. Here's the thing. I yesterday was going to take notes on an old T mom episode. I went through three different episodes watching the first like five to six minutes and being like, I am not interested in this at all today. Like just nothing was hitting. None of it was fun. And I was obsessing over the huge Vanderpump Rules news that happened. And I just was like, you know, fuck it. This is my podcast. I can talk about anything I want on here. And normally I would do an episode like this on my Patreon. So if you like it, go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains and you can listen to more of me talking about non-feathers in my hair, teen mom related things. I know this is not going to be for everyone. So if you don't care at all about Vanderpump Rules, I apologize, but I just wanted to take a little break. Like, I felt so uninspired by everything that I was clicking around on last night. Last night being Friday, I was, like, truly so ready to sit down and, like, take notes and be really prepared because I had tennis this morning and didn't want to have to, like, come home from tennis and then take notes. And I was like, yes, I'm going to be good. And I just, like... I don't know. I wasn't like, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about this with almost any of it. So we're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules. I did do an episode on the first two episodes of Vanderpump Rules on my Patreon with my friend Jay. So if you want to listen to that, you can go listen to that. I've done a few Vanderpump Rules episodes. I did one on, I believe, season two. Does that seem right? Or is it on season? Yeah, I did one on season two with Stassi. And Jax uh, and Kirsten, Stassi and Jax, Kirsten and Jax having sex. Um, I've done one on like the Miami girl. I'm going to be doing one in the future about like specifically about Jax, which I'm really excited about. I have somebody that's interested in doing that episode. But Vanderpump Rules is like one of my shows. It's been one of my shows for a very long time. And with this big fun breaking news, I figured, fuck it. Let's talk. Let's talk VPR. Let's talk all things VPR. I I love being able to talk about non-teen mom stuff sometimes. Uh, oh, and by the way, if you are interested in non-teen mom stuff, on Patreon this week I did an episode on Stolen Youth, the Sarah Lawrence documentary. I mean, it's not really about Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> it's about a man named Larry Ray. That shit was wild. I am not a docuseries person as a rule. I'm like very tired of docuseries. My mission in life is to, like, bring back a 90-minute documentary. Actually, like, 90-minute movies in general. I saw Knock at the Cabin Woods. Knock at the Cabin Door. And that thing was, like, an hour and 42 minutes long. Perfect. Perfect length of time for a movie. I'm, every movie is over two hours. It's too long. But I usually don't like docuseries that much because I feel like almost nothing needs to be a docuseries when it comes to true crime. But this one was three episodes, done super well. It was really fucking intense. Like, like I have chills, like, thinking about it. Like, so gross. But so interesting. I really enjoyed talking about it, as gross as that sounds. So, yeah. Go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Okay, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. If you do not know anything at all about Vanderpump Rules, this might be a little hard to follow because this is going to be not a 101 episode, right? Like this is not Vanderpump Rules for dummies, but I will keep it at like 102. So I'll try and explain the things that I'm talking about as if you maybe are not the biggest pump rules head. Um, Usually I think I would explain less, right? I mean, (laughs) 
usually I would talk less. That's never happened in my life. But I'm I'm going to try and keep it, keep backstories involved and like explain stuff that I might not normally explain. So I've been watching Vanderpump Rules since season one, episode one. I know a lot of people were not into that backdoor pilot because if you don't know, and this is really important because I had a revelation last night that I think is incredibly smart. Like literally I thought it and I was like, Liz, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'm so- like truly I was like, oh my God, that, yeah, Liz, good, good thought. And that thought is that this is a house built on cheating. And so when there are cheating scandals, because there are cheating scandals, that's when this show is at its peak. I haven't even said it. If you do not know, Tom Sandoval cheated on his longtime girlfriend, almost 10 years, Ariana Maddox with Raquel, James's ex-fiance. This came out yesterday. There's so much to get into. It's huge fucking news. Everybody was talking about it. I was stunned. I was truly stunned. And we'll get into why a little bit later. And I feel like usually reality TV news doesn't stun me. Like, I was trying to think of the last time I felt so shook by something. I guess it was Jen Shaw's arrest. But also, like, that bitch was shady. (laughs) Like, she was so shady. Her getting arrested by the feds was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, oh, that's crazy, but it makes sense. Like, this, I was just, I felt it was really out of left field. Although, I think once I talk through it more, it's going to feel a little less out of left field. But just reading it yesterday, I was really stunned. The breakneck speed at which these developments happened was really amazing. Like, mm, just so much to discuss. So, so, so much to discuss. But as I was saying, this is a house built on cheating. Because if you do not know, Vanderpump Rules is a spinoff of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Is this the first Real Housewives spinoff show? Mm, Bethany Ever After, I think, came first. Definitely. Right? Bethany Ever After, I think, came before this. A little bit before this. But this is one of the first spinoff shows. And essentially, it's called Vanderpump Rules because Lisa Vanderpump, who was a cast member in the Real Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, owned a bunch of restaurants, and she got a spinoff. And one of the ways that the network was really able to like incorporate the spinoff and like get people interested in the spinoff is that one of the main characters by the name of at the time she went by Sheena Marie. <laughs> I don't even know what Sheena's like maiden last name is. I'm not sure I've ever known it. But at the time she was calling herself Sheena Marie uh, had had a long term affair with Eddie Cyprian, aka Brandy Glanville's ex-husband. Now, is that a big deal? Yeah, of course. Did Eddie have a hundred different mistresses? Yeah. And she wasn't even the one that he left Brandy for because obviously, famously, he left Brandy for Leanne Rimes. We <laughs> we all know that, obviously, right? But in the early season, this was like a huge part of the plot point. There is a confrontation between Brandy and Sheena. Stassi, who is another main character, doesn't like Sheena because she's a homewrecker and she doesn't trust her. And that's like a big premise of the season one of Vanderpump Rules. So this is a show that's built on cheating and all of the best storylines have involved cheating. All of them. I mean, season one, it's about Jax cheating on Stassi and getting a bottle girl pregnant in uh, Vegas and paying for her to have an abortion. And none of their collective friends believing that it happened and icing Stassi out. 
Season two is obviously about Tom cheating on Kristen and then Kristen cheating on Tom with his best friend, Jax. Uh, the next, like, huge Vanderpump Rules storyline that we were excited for is in season five, I believe. Season five or season six? Hold on, I need to double check. Okay, season six starts out with us finding out that Jax has fucked this girl named Faith, who was a short-time cast member. I think she only did one season on this show, and he cheats on his girlfriend, Brittany, and it's so dramatic. Sprinkled throughout all of this is Tom Schwartz cheating on Katie while he's drunk. (laughs) Like, all we're doing is cheating on this show, and this show works best when there is a cheating plotline. So am I excited in terms of reality television that this happened? Yes. Yes, I am. Do I remember that this is actually very sad for the person <laughs> involved? Yes, I do want to acknowledge that. I I am like, oh my God, I shouldn't be this thrilled about this because this is sad. Um, but, you know, you know it, it's reality TV. It's reality TV. So I started watching Vanderpump Rules, like I said, from season one, episode one. I know a lot of people didn't get into it right away because they didn't like the backdoor pilot. If you don't know what that is, it's when... A show like sneaks in a pilot episode for another show. Oftentimes they do it during just like a regular episode. Famously, the episode of Jess going to California and Gilmore Girls was the backdoor pilot for Jess's show, that spinoff show that never ended up happening. There's one, <laughs> there's one in Pretty Little Liars where Caleb goes to Ravenswood. Remember when Caleb goes to Ravenswood first season because then it ends up being a show. Backdoor pilots are really quite a famous thing there's one in um the nanny in in an early season of the nanny in which they were going to do a show around a salon that fran goes to i'm sure i can think of a million i think there's one in golden girls i can't think of off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure there's one in golden girls just a thing that gets done in tv and the way they did it in vanderpump rules is it wasn't part of the beverly hills episode per se but Beverly Hills ran its regular episode and then all of a sudden we're in the second episode and we're following the servers at this party, Lisa Vanderpump servers. So I think a lot of people didn't like that we basically just jumped into a new show. I have never cared about that. Like that. (laughs) I remember people being like, Bravo tricked me into watching this. And I was like, I don't care. And by the way, they end up doing Summer House is technically a spinoff of Vanderpump Rules. That's how we get Summer House for the first time. The Workus twins come to Sir to meet with Stassi about having a vacation to Montauk. <laughs> Remember the Workus twins? I, I often think of the Workus Circus, wondering how their parents that had 29 children are doing. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh, Summer House. OK, where was I? Oh. So I was all in because at the time when this aired, I was working in restaurants. I always knew that reality TV was like perfect for restaurant staffs. And I found Vanderpump Rules to be like very true to real life. Like I saw people be like, is it just realistic that they're all fucking each other? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) when you work at a restaurant, I mean, not everybody, but for the most part, all of your friends are the people that you work with. The person you hook up with is definitely someone that you work with. You possibly are hooking up with two people that you work with. Um, Everybody's an alcoholic and a drug addict. So all you do is like party, you work till late, and then everybody goes out together. I mean, at the restaurants I worked at, we would actually get drunk 
at those restaurants. Like every uh, one place I worked at didn't let us drink there. Then they changed that rule after I stopped working there. Um, and it was because one of the bartenders um, left so drunk he wrapped his car around a pole. Everybody who's ever worked at a restaurant has a DUI, except for me, weirdly. Uh, I like truly at one point, like every person I knew had a DUI because everybody that works in restaurants is an alcoholic. I know that is such an over generalized statement. It's not actually true, but the service industry like really does run on booze and drugs. I mean, maybe not like a super high end restaurant because those are career servers, but for the most part, servers are people that are like doing it for some fast cash. It's not their long term careers. The stakes are very low for them, right? Because this is like not, you're not like, oh my God, I need to be on my best behavior so I can advance in this position. No, it's not like that. So we would get drunk at work, then go out together, stay up all night. You'd sleep most of the day because you worked night shift unless you had to work a day shift, which sucked or a double. But you like partied and slept with everybody that you worked with. And I was like, this is so fun. Vanderpump rules like really exemplifies what my regular life is like. I just thought it was great. Season two, more people start watching and then obviously becomes like the juggernaut that it is. Definitely, I would say, the most successful spinoff that's happened on Bravo. Um, It was one of Bravo's first really successful like mixed gender shows because we've had, I mean, I think by that point we had Charles's Sunset, but Bravo, I don't feel like they're doing it as much as they used to. But if you were an early Bravo watcher, the amount of one season shows that Bravo had was <laughs> astronomical. There were so many one season shows and they would always try and do like shows that featured men and women because obviously their big stars were the Real Housewives, which were just primarily women casts. And Vanderpump Rules was able to do men and women. It's just like always been a fun show to watch. I personally have fallen off with Vanderpump Rules, and I think most people have. I mean, I kept up, right? Like, I listened to the recaps. I follow the stuff online. But it's been boring for a while. It's really been boring for a while. And then finally, this season starts picking up a little. And I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm watching the episodes. I'm having fun. Like, Vanderpump Rules is good again. And then I fucking find out. I find out that Tam... Tam. Tom Sandoval is fucked Raquel. This is so crazy to me. Okay. I have long, long, long said that Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox would not make it the distance, right? Because it is, Ariana has been very clear since day one that she does not want to have kids and she does not want to get married. She is just not interested in those things. And Tom is. My thing was, though, I think, okay, I think that when it's the woman that does not want to have kids or get married, I think that those relationships can last a lot longer and be quite successful because there's no like really loud ticking biological clock, right? So I think Ariana was, I think they've been together for almost 10 years. I I think she was around 30, 30-ish when her and Tom got together and Tom was like 33 or 34. I think he is now 42, maybe. But I was always like, okay, this makes sense to me because Tom and Ariana will be able to be together for like 10 or 15 years. And then eventually he'll 
leave her so that he can have a wife and a kid. And that wife will probably be about 10 years younger than him. And then Ariana will go on to her next partner. And I was like, but that doesn't mean like a relationship isn't successful, right? Like, I think that when you are a person that your goal is not marriage or children, if you're having a long-term 10 to 15-year relationship that ends, ends amicably because you're just at different parts points in your life, I don't think that means that your relationship isn't successful. I think it just means you're going at different points in your life. I do think that this is different when it's a woman who wants kids in marriage and it's the man that doesn't just because biological clocks. Now, should be men? Should be. <laughs> should men be having children until they're 65? No, probably not. We know that there are issues um, with like sperm quality the older that men get. But like, I mean, look at Alec Baldwin, right? Like, that man is having babies into his 70s. Like, it is possible. We know it is possible. And it's just it's just different for a woman than it is for a man, unfortunately. We have not beaten biology yet. We've gotten pretty close. And, of course, there are women that get pregnant into their mid to late 40s or even their 50s. But for the most part, if you are a woman and you are in your early to mid 30s and your significant other doesn't want to have kids and you do, get out of there. Don't don't give that up. And like, I mean, and like, you know, I think for some people it's worth it to make that trade off. But I think if that is really what you want, you have to make the decision. And I just didn't think that was the case for Tom and Ariana. I was like, whatever, they'll break up eventually, but it will be amicable. They'll just go their different ways. I did not see this coming, but maybe I should have. I was uh, doing some voice notes with my friend Russ last night and he was like, you know, I'm actually not surprised because everybody cheats on this show. And like, that's the only way Tom seems to know how to like end relationships is by cheating. And I was like, huh, yeah, that might be true. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk about getting them how you lose them. And I am definitely a proponent of that, right? Like I'm definitely, if your significant other gets with you while they're still in a relationship, like they will probably cheat on you too because it shows a level of disregard for their partners, like if they're willing to cheat. And Tom and Ariana got together via cheating. So if you do not know, when this show started, Tom was in a relationship with a woman named Kirsten Doty. (laughs) Kirsten is a top five reality TV villain. Like she, when Kirsten is at her best, oh my God. (laughs) She is wild. She is nuts. She is so entertaining. She's also really awful. And the reason she's off the show, like, is the same things that kind of made her a great reality TV character, right? And that's always kind of the case for these reality TV villains. It's like they fly too close to the sun. If if you weren't aware of this, uh, <laughs> so the reason that Kristen Doty and Stassi Schroeder are no longer on the show is because Faith, the woman that Jax had sex with, Faith was previously in the military. And (sighs) this is so crazy. Okay, there's like this kind of long story to explain this. But essentially, Saucy and Kirsten decided to like go on the attack against Faith because Faith had fucked their friend Brittany's boyfriend, essentially. Okay. At one point, um, they were talking about the fact that Faith was AWOL from the military, which I never really believed. But then they really got their teeth into something, which was this picture that the LAPD have released of a suspect in, like, burglaries. It was a black woman. 
she did not look like Faith, in my opinion. She had on this jacket that they said that Faith wore, but it was, like, clearly like a Zara jacket, right? Like, it was not, it was not something that multiple people couldn't own. I really didn't think it looked like Faith, but they thought it looked like Faith, and they pretty much thought it looked like Faith because she was black. And Kirsten and Stassi, for months went on the attack about this. They were repeatedly calling the LAPD, trying to get them to arrest Faith. They would, like, show up places Faith were and call the LAPD and be like, she's here. Uh, what? (laughs) The LAPD was like, okay, we're not doing anything about this. And they bragged about this. Specifically, um, Stassi did on an episode of the podcast, The Bitch Bible? Is that Jackie Schimmel's podcast? I think it was The Bitch Bible. I don't totally remember, but I'm pretty sure it was that. Now, when I first heard about this, I will never forget this because this was a real told you so moment for me where I was like, yo, what the fuck? This was like 2018, maybe, maybe even a little earlier. And I remember like posting on the Bravo subreddit, like this is fucking bullshit. They are repeatedly calling the police on a black woman that did not do anything and they're putting her safety in danger. And I would get downvoted and I was like, well, I don't care because I know that this is true. This is fucked up. They shouldn't be doing this. Come 2020, June 2020, you know, when when everything is going down and we're reconsidering our media consumption, uh, this story goes viral again. And Kristen and Saucy are fired from the show as a result. I know a lot of people are not happy with this and want Saucy back on the show. I'm fine with her never coming back. Uh, first of all, Saucy isn't grown. I always see people, oh my God, you're going to make it so people can't grow. Okay, you cancel them. So what? Now people can't learn and grow. But not that long after she got fired and Saucy wanted to, you know, do some PR. And you can go watch this. It's on YouTube. She went on the Tamron Hall show and basically looked like an idiot, cried about how mean everybody was to her was awful and then was like going online after the fact and being like Tamron bullied me and Tamron was like (laughs) no fucking way get the fuck out of here first of all I came at you way less than I wanted to because you were like I think Saucy was like seven months pregnant at this point and she's like you were very pregnant at this I didn't want to be seen as like bullying a pregnant woman and she said and we cut a bunch of stuff Saucy actually looked way worse in the raw the raw footage. So this is after supposedly Saucy had worked with coaches, very Mac McKee, like working with the Color of Change organization or whatever they were called. Like it was very that. She still looked like an idiot. Saucy also has like a long history of racism. There was after, this is insane to me. I always forget about this and then I remember and I'm like, what the fuck? So Saucy loved the movie La La Land. (laughs) And after Moonlight won at the Oscars, you know, that famous mix-up, she was so fucking mad. She was like, Moonlight didn't deserve it. She had never even seen Moonlight. Um, She also was going on about, if you remember, I guess it was that year, the next year, Oscar So White, that hashtag. And she was like, oh my God, oh my God, who talks about African-American? Why are we, I think she said, why are we always talking about African-American people? What about Asian people? Like, what about other people of color? Just being racist. Like, she's just racist. Like, Saucy is racist. I do not believe she has changed. She also, like, is not good reality TV anymore. Saucy was good reality TV in seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules and has not been good reality TV since. And people are like, 
grasping onto this idea that she's going to be like some re- amazing reality TV star if she comes back, and she won't be. She won't be. If you want Saucy, go pay for her Patreon and, you know, support her there. But I don't, I, actually, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she came back to Vanderpump Rules because this is Bravo, but I don't want her back. Okay, I need to take a quick break and then obviously we'll talk more Vanderpump Rules. I don't even know how we got here, but I guess we were talking about Kristen Doty. Kristen was with Tom Sandoval in season one. Season two opens up with Kristen being like, Tom fucked a bottle girl in Vegas. Actually, I think she called her like a bottle slut. Woo, when you watch these early seasons, there is a lot of people being called sluts and whores. (laughs) I've been seeing that a lot on Reddit lately, by the way, like in regards to Kale. I keep seeing people keep seeing people call her a whore and like whoa I'm like whoa I'm that meme of that guy being like whoa it really reminds me how much of a bubble I'm in because people in my real life don't talk like that people in my internet circles don't talk like that like I do not see women being called whores and when I do see it I'm always shocked and when I see it like heavily upvoted and people being like I don't care. She is a whore. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And it's just, it's very, it's very not part of my vernacular anymore. But early Vanderpump Rules seasons, it's everywhere. So they spend the whole season fighting about this. And like, also in this is that there is this new bartender at Sir named Ariana, who Tom had worked with previously at one of the other restaurants Lisa Vanderpump owned and another rumor comes about that Tom and Ariana had hooked up at Vegas in Vegas at one point while Tom was still with Kristen and they basically spent a lot of this season like gaslighting her telling her it never happened but like it did they hooked up they say they just kissed but whatever by the end of season two of course it comes out that Kristen Doty had fucked Jax, who was Tom Sandoval's best friend, Stassi's old boyfriend. If you have not watched season one and two of Vanderpump Rules, like, just go watch it. It's <laughs> the climax of it coming out that Kristen and Jax did bang. It, I mean, it's everything. It's just, it's everything. It's so good. It, <laughs> It's just such satisfying television. Um, And then so obviously Kristen and Tom break up. And by the time season three starts, Ariana and Tom are together. Now, there is a lot of speculation that, I mean, besides the fact that Tom and Ariana had hooked up that one time in Vegas, I think like a year prior to this, um, that he had started hooking up with Ariana before he had officially left Kristen. And so there is a big talk of, like, how you get them is how you lose them. They spent that whole year gaslighting Kristen. And this is, like, you know, their payback. But here's the thing. I do believe that to be true to a certain extent. And that's why, like, we can't be that surprised that Tom is cheating. Because if anything, what we have learned from Tom and Kristen, in my opinion, is not that Tom Sandoval is a cheater. Like, in general, it's that Tom Sandoval does not know how to leave a toxic relationship. (laughs) He and Kristen were miserable together for years. For years. They cheated on each other all of the time. They spent years cheating on each other. They would fight. They would break up. They'd get back together. Like, this went on for multiple years. I think they were together for five years. I bet three of the last three years of those 
was just horrible, according to them and all of their friends. So I think that if, like, Tom is in a happy relationship, he's not cheating. It's that Tom doesn't seem to know how to leave relationships. And I think that the way he finds, like, the way he finally leaves relationships is that he, like, gets into a full-blown relationship with someone else. Not just cheating, right? Like, he gets into a full-blown relationship with another person. Which is seemingly what is going on here, because apparently Raquel and Tom Sandoval are, like, fully together, which is fucking crazy to me. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. But I I don't know. I just don't think it – I don't think when you're talking about, like, how you get them is how you lose them applies when that original couple was the most toxic thing that's ever existed. <laughs> like, like, I just don't care. If Tom and Ariana hooked up before he had like had finally broken up with Kristen because it took him like months and months and months to break up with Kristen. You know, like I just don't care that much. I don't think it's that relevant to Tom and Ariana's relationship. I don't think it's the same as somebody that is in seemingly like a happy relationship. Like maybe we're having some problems. If both partners are cheating on each other regularly all of the time even as it seems like Tom and Kristen Doty were I just don't care that much that like if there's relationship overlap because they've been having you know relationship overlap almost their whole relationship (laughs) also like Kristen got with James Kennedy famously who is important to all of this while she was in the process of breaking up with Tom, too. And, like, right when he was getting with Ariana, she gets with James Kennedy, never forget, at the season two reunion. Yeah, I'm fucking a 23-year-old buster, and I'm, in, I'm having the best time of my life. <laughs> She's, like, sobbing. <laughs> yeah, Tom, I'm fucking a 23-year-old buster, and I love it. <laughs> Kristen Doty is so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, she's so nuts. And never forget that her book came out like right like the same weekend that all of that like firing happened and her book was all about like how to keep like how to catch your partner cheating like break into their phone like just such toxic shit that I'm glad that that book blew up and that she didn't make any money off of that I wonder if she had to pay back her advance because I don't think she sold very many of those books that's tough that's tough um so I just I just don't know how relevant it is to say that, like, well, how you get them is how you lose them. That's how she treated Kristen Doty. How can she be surprised? I just I just don't think it makes so much sense in this context. Do I think it can make sense? Yes. Yes, it can. I just don't think it necessarily makes sense in this context. Now, remember, I said the name James Kennedy. James Kennedy was one of the first to fuck his way onto Vanderpump Rules. Famously, it's actually quite hard to successfully join the show Vanderpump Rules. They have been trying to add cast members every season since season three. I don't know. Well, I guess Ariana got added in season two, but she kind of fucked her way onto the show too, you know? So James Kennedy was a busser at Sir. He was very young. He was going to move into Tom Sandoval's apartment when Kristen and Tom were breaking up because he needed a roommate. And then Kristen started fucking him. And they become a couple. They have a terrible relationship in season three um, at Sheena's wedding. Kristen punches James in the face after he spits on her. 
it's not good. It's really, it's not, it's not good at all. Uh, James is a full-blown alcoholic, like full, full-blown alcoholic. I have been laughing so hard this season because James decided he was going to start drinking again this season. And the way he's explaining why he drinks is so alcoholically, like, <laughs> he literally says in the first episode, he's like, Okay, so I want to have a drink. Okay, so what? I want to be able to drink red wine. I want to be able to fly to France and drink red wine. So what? So sue me. I can't just have a glass of red wine. Like, that's the most alcoholic thing in the world. Like, if you're wondering how to tell someone's an alcoholic, just listen to the way they talk about drinking. This is what they'll say. I'm a grown person. What? I can't have it? I'm a grown up. I'm a grown-up. I can't drink. Who's going to tell me I can't drink? I'm a grown-up. Nobody can tell me. Or they'll, like, obsess over glasses of wine. Like, that's such a famous line for an alcoholic to be like, I just want to have a glass of wine with dinner. Okay? Okay, I can have a glass of wine with dinner? And it's like, no, babe, you can't. You can't have a glass of wine with dinner. James is, I mean, he's not just an alcoholic. He's a cokehead, too. They do a lot of drugs on Vanderpump Rules. That's another part of this. The way that they still drink and party into their 30s and 40s is so wild to me. And I don't mean just like, I'm not just like people drink. Like it's not, it's partying. To me, there's a difference between drinking and partying. Like most people as a 34 year old, I feel like most people I know that are not alcoholics, they drink a few times a week. They maybe get drunk at home once a week. They go out to events maybe two times a month or three times a month. And they like party like hard maybe once a month, once every other month. Like and by party, I mean like they are out at a bar drinking late night, out all night, maybe doing coke. Maybe. Not necessarily, but maybe doing coke. Like, that doesn't happen all of the time for them. Um, The people in Vanderpump Rules, like, consistently drink every single day in such large amounts. They all take Adderall and they all do coke. <laughs> that is the way in which they do this type of substance use. I always see people be like, how do they drink so much? And it's like, babe, uppers. They take uppers. Whether that's Adderall or coke or both, they take a substance that allows them to combat the depressive nature of alcohol. (laughs) It's actually quite simple how they're able to do it. Now, how they do it multiple days in a row, I know that's substance fueled as well, but I, like, my body would just, like, shut down back in the day. Like, I physically could not. I would get the worst hangovers. I almost never could drink two days in a row, even, like, early, early, like, probably from the age of 20 or 21 on, I, like, could not drink two days in a row, because I would get such bad hangovers. Like, I physically could not make myself drink. But I was also, you know, a pothead over an alcoholic always. I did drink alcoholically and I blacked out. And I did not have a good relationship with alcohol. I just always preferred to do drugs over drinking. Um, It's just like I wanted to be social and have friends, which meant getting drunk. (laughs) When I look back on that, it's like, oh, that's not great. So, James Kennedy is a huge alcoholic and a huge cokehead, and he is drinking again because he wants to have a glass of wine in France. You know, like, can you blame him? He wants to be able to go to a vineyard in France. (laughs) It's so funny. But he, after he broke up with Chris and Dodie, they were together for mm, like a year or two. He gets with a girl named Raquel. She was very young. She was still in college when they got together. I think she was 21. 
when they met. James was not much older than her. I think he was 24 or 25. But Raquel was very young. She is stunningly beautiful. Like, in my opinion, stunningly beautiful. And dumb as a rock. I mean, like, I'm sorry. We just have to say it. And I feel bad saying it because I know she's talking about having learning disabilities. And as somebody with learning disabilities, like, I get it. I get it. I know how hard it is and how shitty it feels to be called dumb when it's something you've been dealing with your entire life. But she just does not have a lot of depth to her. The thing is, I've always thought she was really nice. And I think that's my main issue here. Because if you're not a particularly witty person, you're not a particularly quick person, which I think are better words than like smart or dumb. Because like, I don't care if you're smart. I know a bunch of people who are really smart who are really fucking boring, right? Who are really boring. Being smart doesn't make you, like, entertaining to me on TV or in my regular life. Like, I would say most of the people I'm closest with aren't geniuses. (laughs) Like, they're not particularly smart. But what they have is they're witty, they're quick, they're funny. Basically, like, I don't think I'm that smart. I'm pretty quick, right? Like... And I'm pretty witty, but I don't think I'm particularly smart. And if you're not going to be quick or witty, like, you better be nice. You better be really nice. (laughs) You better be a really likable person, which is always kind of how I viewed Raquel. I was like, well, you know, she's not very smart. She's not very funny, but she's really fucking nice, which is the redeeming quality for her. And so knowing that she is not nice because this is not a nice thing to do right like this is this is actually an incredibly cruel thing to do has been a real making me off my equilibrium like I'm feeling real confused (laughs) and that's why I'm so shocked by this because the big storyline this season is Schwartz Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney who were together for I think she's saying now like 12 years Married for five-ish years. They got married on the show after Katie basically forced him to get married. They've always had the worst relationship that's ever existed. Um, The thing with Tom and Katie is that Tom is also an alcoholic. (laughs) I know some people are like, Liz, you call everybody an alcoholic. But here's the thing. Like, a lot of people on reality TV do have substance abuse issues. And that's why they're willing to be on reality TV. And that's why they make good reality TV. It's just, it's just the truth. And Tom Schwartz is a blackout drunk, a blackout sloppy, sloppy, sloppy drunk doing things like once they were in Mexico and Tom disappeared for like 14 hours and nobody knew where he was. And he shows back up and he goes, sorry, I wandered to another resort and fell asleep on a beach chair and just woke up. And everyone's like, what? And he's like, yeah. Now, there was a lot of speculation that he probably went to that other resort and hooked up with somebody, which I think is definitely possible. I also think it's possible he just went and fell asleep because he was that drunk. I just had to stop recording for like 25 fucking minutes because people were coming to our door and my dog was going crazy. My mom was talking so loud and I have lost my train of thought. (laughs) Really frustrating. I think I was talking about Tom and Katie and the issue with them, their whole relationship is that Tom is a full-blown alcoholic and Katie is a miserable person. And because Tom Schwartz is like a little cutie, like that, he's just a little cutie. He's like a little puppy. 
everybody blamed all of their relationship problems on Katie, which was never fair, right? Like, Tom was the reason for most of their issues. The thing that was the issue is that Katie, like, kept herself in a really toxic situation and, if anything, like, tripled down by getting married to him. So... (laughs) Their, bachelor, their joint Bachelor Bachelorette party is one of the best episodes of Vanderpump Rules. They the whole time are screaming at each other about how much they hate each other. And then they get married a few weeks later. That season, rewatching that season is wild because Tom and Katie hate each other so much. The fact that it ends in a wedding is, it's insane. It's, it's truly insane. But Katie finally left Tom, thank God, and is having a really good season, I think, because people are being able to see that, like, when she is not being bogged down by being in a relationship with Tom Schwartz, she's like a much more enjoyable person. She's also figured out her hair. That sleek bob on her, oh, it looks so good. I'm so proud of her with that hair. But the big storyline of this season is that Tom Schwartz is going to hook up with Raquel. And this is an issue because Katie's one rule is that he can't hook up with someone in the friend group. Now, here's the thing. Vanderpump Rules is not as good as it could be because they still have the fourth wall. It's incredibly frustrating to me. It has been for years. I mean, I want the fourth wall broken on every show, but I have been calling for them to break the fourth wall on Vanderpump Rules forever because much like Teen Mom, it does not make sense. (laughs) Having a fourth wall is nonsensical on Vanderpump Rules. On the Housewives, it's a little, it makes a little more sense because we're told that the women on the show are like fabulous rich women who people care about anyway. But when you take a cast that when you first start filming them live in tiny little one bedroom apartments, they have popcorn ceilings, they drive shit cars, they have no fucking money. And then suddenly they're all rich in two to three years It doesn't make any sense to not talk about them not being on TV. Like, we literally, this season, watched one of the restaurants have a Daily Mail party. And we're not talking about why the Daily Mail would be at their restaurant. The show should be about what it's like to get famous on TV. Kind of like Teen Mom is. It doesn't have to be, like, every conversation. But them not acknowledging that, like, we're filming a reality television show is infuriating to me because what the storyline with Schwartz and Katie should be is don't hook up with someone else on the cast because we both make our livings being on this show like our full financial income comes from this show basically and so we both need to keep filming this show so how are we going to do it in a way that makes sense because this season is so much of like Tom and Katie are having an amicable divorce they're friends things are going well and part of it is like People are like, well, why does Katie keep going to Schwartz and Sandy's, the restaurant that the two Toms own? And it's like, because it's her job. (laughs) Because she's on the fucking call sheet. (laughs) Because she has to go there. And what I want to hear is Katie talking about what it's like to have to do that. Like, I think that's a way more entertaining show. And it's kind of maddening to watch them talk about, like, their friend group instead of just being like, don't fuck cast members because like I want to be able to keep this job and you want to be able to keep this job and that's going to create a lot of bad drama for us not drama that's I mean it's drama that's good for the show but I'm you know like I'm curious about that and it really is very annoying to me that they haven't 
done that. I don't really get why. I know Bravo is not like a big fourth wall breaking fan, but I don't think they need to like let producer like I don't think it needs to be as far as it is with Teen Mom where producers are in the shots and you can hear them talking to production like I don't think it needs to be that far but I think they need to be talking about the fact that they are famous from being on a television show it's just weird that they like skirt around it so Tom and Raquel are going to be hooking up news of this came out around the time that it happened and Katie is livid so obviously like that has been the main storyline of the season so far there's only been four episodes. We just see in this episode Raquel asking Tom Schwartz to hook up and he says no. <laughs> but we know they do eventually hook up. And it's kind of been like, are they hooking up? Are they not for a while? And there's been a lot of talk going around about this because at the same time that this is happening, Tom Schwartz has a roommate that is a female. Her name is Joe. And there's been a lot of speculation that Joe might be Tom Schwartz's long-term girlfriend. I mean, long-term at this point is and like, they've been together since the summer and that he's not really with Raquel. Like, I've been seeing that since the show came back on. So, like, for a month, I've been seeing talk of this Joe woman. I don't, I mean, she lives there. They talk about it on the show this week. I'm not sure how true it is that he's actually, like, they're actually in a relationship. I'm not, I'm not so sure that's true or not but it seems a little more true now <laughs> because of all of this that's happening but everybody's been hyper focused on Tom Schwartz and Raquel right like that is the big story it's been really interesting because Raquel I kind of thought would be off the show without James she broke up with James at the reunion last season right or like around because I think at the reunion she gives him the ring back like they get engaged, they break up pretty shortly after the fact. Um, Raquel seemed very done with the whole show. I think she was genuinely, like, heartbroken that this wasn't working out. Um, she does work at Sir. You know, I'm using work in quotes. She's one of the only ones that they can, like, reasonably have working there and have it make sense. <laughs> Katie's not putting on the Sir dress. You know what I mean? So Raquel has that element of like working at Sir, but I kind of was like, well, without James Kennedy, I'm not really sure like where Raquel totally fits in with this. But, you know, I was wrong. Suddenly Raquel is like one of the main cast members of this season and <laughs> she's really pushing this plot along. And I'm like, okay, okay, Queen Rochelle, Rochelle, Raquel. So for this to come out about Tom Sandoval, I... The rumors are saying, and I don't know how true this is, but the rumors are saying that Tom and Raquel have been hooking up for seven months. The rumors, as in James Kennedy, has fully said that it's been going on for seven months, which would put them in the summer while the show was filming. Whew, that is a lot. I'm seeing a lot of people jump to the assumption that that means that Schwartz and Raquel were never actually hooking up and the whole time it was a cover for Raquel and Sandoval. Is this possible? Yes, because famously the guys on Vanderpump Rules are the scum of the earth and they cover for each other. They will cover for each other until the day they die, except for when they don't. <laughs> it's kind of hard to, hard to parse out because it's like they cover for each other totally and like except for when they feel like ratting on each other. But Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval are genuinely best friends. Um, 
Jax has always been a little more complicated because Jax is kind of a sociopath, right? Like, he is looking out for number one. He's the number one guy in the group. He's always going to look out for number one. He will throw anybody under the bus he has to, and that includes Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. He will not cover up. He'll cover up for them until he doesn't want to anymore, until things are looking bad for him. So he's just going to throw this little bomb here, this little bomb there. He was always really good at that. One thing that I think Jax doesn't get enough credit for is that he's actually, I think because he's kind of a sociopath, he's like incredibly good at reading situations. And he would always be like, like, he'd be like, why is Sheena freezing her eggs? Her and Shay are going to get divorced in a year. And everyone's like, what? And then they're divorced within a year. Like, he really does call it like he sees it. But I think it's from a point of him having a really good understanding of people because he manipulates unless because he is like a good person that's like good at interacting with people. (laughs) And he lies a lot, a lot, a lot. So... Jax will throw anybody under the bus, but he will keep secrets when he wants to. And Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval have definitely, definitely kept Jax's secrets. I think that, I mean, first of all, the whole reason that we know about Kristen and Jax, it's never been confirmed, but we know, I know this to be true. The way it came out on the show is that Katie got really drunk. They call her Tequila Katie when she gets angry. Her and Kristen were in a fight and she screamed, you fuck Jax in front of Stassi. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> you can watch the episode. It's really funny. There's there. Christina Kelly is like making them do a yard sale the next morning. It is so bright. They are so hungover. They're all like hunched over on the curb. And Katie's like, no, no, I didn't really mean it. But like the way that she found out is because Tom Schwartz told her clearly because Jax told Tom Schwartz and Tom Schwartz told her. So like we know they tell each other about this type of stuff. We know they cover up for one another or maybe I don't know. Maybe she read it in Tom's phone. She overheard it. Maybe Tom didn't tell her directly, but she found out via Jax telling Tom Schwartz for sure. I don't know why that's never been talked about more. Somebody get Katie on the horn and get her to tell that. That whole story. Let us know about that whole thing. Because I don't know if she's ever like sat down and talked about it. And the Katie being the one to spill the beans really gets lost in the sauce of that season. Because it, one, doesn't happen on camera. And two, they so quickly move from the source to just focusing on Jax and Kristen. Which is fair, right? Like, don't shoot the messenger. I just would be curious to hear more about how Katie knew Uh, To my knowledge, they have not talked about that. But I mean, it's possible that she has. So could Tom Schwartz and Raquel hooking up be a cover for Tom Sandoval and Raquel? Yes, but I, I think that's a little too easy. I do. I think that that's a really easy jump for the fandom to make. And if you guys know me, I'm usually pretty hesitant to like take that leap with the greater fandom because I don't know it just seems too simple my guess would be that they haven't been hooking up for a full seven months right like I saw somebody be like oh my god it's been seven months to the day that season four was shot and I'm like I'm that's a little it's just too neat in a way that I don't I think that these people are way sloppier than that I guess is what I'm saying and I I just don't believe also that they're like 
they think that far forward that they would be like having a cover for a show. I just I don't think they really vibe like that. Like I I think that Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz are a little too stupid for that, to be honest. What I kind of think happened is that Tom and Raquel, Tom Schwartz and Raquel hook up a few times over the summer while filming is happening. I think that it is probably only when they're drunk. I would be shocked to find out they went on any dates. Maybe they go on like one or two dates for filming purposes. But my guess would be they hook up a few times at group settings while they're all drunk. And like maybe they go home together and have sex. But like I don't think that they were even really friends with benefits. Like I don't think they were talking. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think it ever even got to like a talking stage. I think it was just something that was happening. I think they knew it would be good for the show. I think that Tom doesn't care about hurting Katie's feelings. Uh, We know that Sheena was pushing it. I believe they hook up at Sheena's wedding is kind of the story. So I think that they're hooking up, but it's like not serious. And then I would guess around that time, like towards the end of them hooking up. So if Sheena's wedding is like sometime in August, I would guess a little bit after Sheena's wedding, Tom Sandoval and Raquel hook up for the first time. And I would bet that Tom Sandoval didn't tell Tom Schwartz right away because I think that Tom Schwartz does care about Ariana. I think that Tom Schwartz puts Tom Sandoval at number one for sure. And he's not going to go to Ariana and be like, just so you know, Sandoval's fucking Raquel like that. That's not how it's going to go for sure. That would never happen. But I do think that they are at a point in their lives in which if they're doing major indiscretions like this. They're not jumping to tell their friends, even the guys, right? Like, I would guess they're hooking up for a little bit on the down low, and then he kind of has to tell Schwartz for whatever reason. And so Schwartz, because he knew this would be a storyline on the show with Raquel, right? He maybe agrees to, like, take some suggestive pictures on Instagram and, like, Raquel was in New York with them and they were posting together. But also fucking Tom Sandoval was there. I, ooh, it's just not good. I would bet Tom Schwartz knew by October, November-ish. If Raquel, I think Raquel and Sandoval probably got serious, which is a crazy word to use when somebody's in a, a relationship. Probably September, October. Schwartz probably finds out like a month into it would be my guess. I just don't really think that this is like a cover up, although I could be wrong. I definitely could be wrong. It could come out at the reunion that... Schwartz and Raquel never actually hooked up beyond maybe like making out on camera for the sake of the show. I just don't think I also don't think that Tom Sandoval sees himself as a person that would engage in like a cover up like that, because I think he views himself as like a morally correct person, which is kind of crazy. But I just I don't I just I don't know. I don't really see that. But like I said, it definitely could be true. I'm opening. I'm opening. I'm open to it being true, but we'll see on that suspicion. I think it that's just like a fun leap. And when this type of news comes out, you know, we always like jump to that super quickly. Like this one thing that like, oh, my God, this is so obvious. This is obviously what happened. And like it rarely ends up being true. I think that's like what the cover up of it all is going to be like. Now, apparently the rumors, which are true. What we know to be true is that Tom and Ariana are broken up and Tom and Raquel have had sex. And 
that it probably was ongoing for a little bit of time. We know this because Ariana's real-life friends who are not on this television show are posting about it fully. Like, fuck them. And also James Kennedy is posting. Although, I'm not sure. I don't... James lies for sure. And James likes to start drama. So, I don't know if I believe that they've been hooking up for seven months, like James said. But they obviously, obviously, obviously stuff is going on. They are filming, which is amazing. Apparently... Bravo was like, everybody get on TV. I heard on the Come Through Queen podcast that this upcoming week, Watch What Happens Live was supposed to have Katie and she's not going to be on anymore. And they were speculating, I agree with this, that Bravo was like, no, 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 stay in LA. I think that was brilliant of them because they have not filmed a reunion yet. And there is no way that they could just bring this up at the reunion. This is going to have to... Be hashed out in the season finale would be my guess. Maybe the last 20 minutes of the season finale. And then we'll go into the reunion. I believe that's what happened when Sheena got divorced. Do you remember? It was like four months later. And then there's like Sheena going to Lisa Vanderpump's house to tell her about Shay stealing her money and that they're getting divorced. And then they talk about it at the reunion. I'm 99% sure that is what happened. There's just, like, no way that they could film a reunion and not talk about this because, like, a ma- the major couples left of Vanderpump Rules is just blown up. And the big storyline of this season is Raquel and Tom Schwartz. So, like, they have to somehow have it on the episode. The season, I'm what I'm assuming will be the season finale. And I, like I said, I don't think it will be the whole thing. They've already filmed, like, a season finale. Because that's how they film these shows. There's always like a final party that's the season finale. And I think it was probably filmed in like September because they film over the summer. Um, Maybe it's Sheena's wedding. That might be the finale. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I've seen like, because oftentimes it comes out like, oh, this was the wrap party. So they'll bring them all together. They'll make this play out and then we'll see it on the reunion and it will be all of next season's storyline. <laughs> like, next season will be revolving around this, you better believe. Um, I, Lala posted on her Instagram story that she was, like, getting her roots touched up. And she's like, because I'm not going to go drag a bitch with my roots looking messed up. And everyone's like, oh, my God, is she going to confront Raquel? And it's like, yeah, in the context of the show, because they're going to film. She's getting her roots touched up because they're about to film for a week. <laughs> like, the Lala of it all has been very funny to me. I have had a hard time with Lala this season. I don't understand what she's trying to do with her storyline. She has been acting like she was completely blindsided by Randall, her ex. Like she had no fucking idea the things that he did, which is factually untrue, right? Because we know that they did drugs together. We know that they started having sex and then he started putting her in movies like We know that she knew he was married. Like, we know all of that to be true. And so now she's being like, I had no idea he did any of this. And it doesn't make any sense to me. What I keep saying should happen is if I, this is what I would do if I was Lala. I would say, look, when Randall and I got together, I was 24 years old. I thought I was hot shit. And this big producer came and he told me that if we got together, he'd put me in roles and he would buy me stuff and I fell for it. I was an 
actively drinking at the time and making really bad decisions. And I was ignoring all of his bad behavior because I wanted the things he could give me. And because I was an alcoholic, I just like I did not have the capability to look at this and be like, this is a bad situation. So when I got sober three years ago, I started to realize that like some things were not right. But by that point, like I loved him so much and I wanted to be with him that I just like kind of kept ignoring it. And I was ignoring that he was still doing drugs and I was ignoring the loans and I was ignoring the way that he treated people because I loved him. And I wanted it to be real love. Then when I got pregnant and I had my baby, I realized I could no longer excuse any of this behavior and I'm fucking done with it. He's cheating on me and I refuse to let my daughter be around this stuff. I want to be a better person. I would never be with a person like Randall again. I regret a lot of the things that I did with him. I hope that my daughter is never in a position like I was to be taken advantage by somebody like that. Like, there's just so many things that she could say that I think are actually true. (laughs) Like, I think everything I just said is true. Like, she was super young. He took advantage of her. She was an active alcoholic and drug user. She participated in a lot of bad shit with him. And then she got sober and became a mother and, like, figured some shit out. Like, good for you, Lala. I don't really know why she's insisting on having no idea that anything bad ever happened with Randall that doesn't make any sense to me. She's like, this LA Times article came out and it said he had his assistants running drugs. And I'm like, yeah, Lala, to you. Like, his, <laughs> they were running the drugs to you guys. Like, you and Ra- we're... You knew where that coat came from. What are you talking about? And she's like, and that he was participating in a casting couch, even though in previous season, she's like, we role play the casting couch. So, girl, be fucking for real. You know, like, just be a little more honest. I think she's kind of incapable of being honest. I don't think Lala is a very good person. I wish she would have called me up for advice on how to handle this season. And it could have written a much better script for her. But fine. She is doing this thing where she's like, I was right all along because she has been lately like going on podcasts and being like Tom and Ariana are really different in person than they are on camera and they're not willing to be real on camera. And she's like, now she's like, see, I told you so. I told you so, everyone. I told you so. And it's like, well, you don't like you have gone. She's like, I knew he was a bad person. I've been saying he's a bad person for the last year and nobody would listen. It's like you've said every single person on this cast is a bad person. Not to mention that Lala's big revelation this season is that she's finally admitting that her and James were fucking when she first got with Randall and he first got with Raquel to the point that she decided to, like, tell Raquel this for truly no reason. So, like, why Lala is now acting like she has some moral high ground is very funny to me, but she is on the right side, which I'm glad about. It seems like everybody is on Ariana's side. Uh, Apparently, the rumor going around now, which I think is true based on the stuff that I've seen, like I said, from her friends, I have bizarrely become one degree separated from the cast of Vanderpump Rules by various internet friends moving to LA and becoming friends with these people in real life. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I, I don't really know how it happened, but suddenly it's happened. And from some sources no they're not even sources just people that I know via like the internet that are friends with her are 
very much posting that they're broken up, that Tom is a scumbag, that Rachel or Raquel is a scumbag. But I don't know if anybody's like confirmed this story specifically, but apparently at this concert of his cover band on Wednesday night, which Ariana was definitely there. I saw a video of her there, like cheering on top, like taking a video of him and being like, ah, and like cheering him on, looking so happy, which is so sick. Apparently, Tom's phone like fell out of his pocket. Something happens in which Ariana gets Tom's phone and in it sees a video of Raquel doing some sort of sex act like or like a nude video of Raquel, like some some inappropriate video or picture that she sent to Tom Sandoval and Ariana saw it and everything blew up. And God, I... I feel so awful for her. Like I said, I don't think that this is like so, so, so shocking that Tom Sandoval would cheat on her because I think he cheats. Um, That's how he gets out of relationships. And I don't think their relationship has been very good for a long time. I think Tom Sandoval and Ariana are that couple that are, were really in love. But not actually like that compatible in life. But they stick together because they like do genuinely love each other and they want to be partners. But, you know, they've always had issues with their sex life. I was rewatching some old episodes last night because I was like chasing that Vanderpump high of cheating. And in it, Tom Sandoval is like, Ariana and I have not had sex in months. That's where Ariana is talking about the fact that like she's kind of repulsed by sex with him and just in general, um, Ariana's proudly bisexual. And the only time I've ever heard her talk in an excited nature around hooking up with someone, it's been Lala. <laughs> I, for one, hope that Ariana's next significant other is a woman. Um, I think that will serve her well. I think that she is more into women than she is into men. And I think that that's probably part of their compatibility issue. I would, I think that's really common, right? Like, but I think she genuinely loved Tom and wanted to be with Tom. They own a home together. They own dogs together. Like, I think that, I think that she really loved him. And I think that their relationship was not perfect, of course. And I don't think it's been great for quite a long time. But I think that she probably thought they were both dedicated to it working and I can't imagine what that felt like. And the fact that he would cheat on her with somebody in the cast is so fucked. It's so fucking cruel. First of all, Ariana and Raquel are friends and they've always been friends because James has always kind of been friends with Tom and Ariana. Like, through all of the drama and the changing alliances and all of that stuff, Tom and Ariana have always been the ones on the cast that will, like, be friends with, like, the outcasts. And at times that's been Lala. And a lot of times it's been James. And Ariana's always been really nice to Raquel. And from what we understood, Ariana was there for Raquel post the James split. Like, they were friends. And I'm seeing a lot of, like, well, Tom was the one in the relationship. And it's like, yeah, okay, but Ariana and Raquel were friends. And that's also a social contract. And the social contract is don't fuck your friend's boyfriends. <laughs> you know, it's one thing if like a stranger gets with someone 
and like finds out they're married or a stranger hooks up with someone they know is in a relationship. Like obviously the person in the relationship is almost always more responsible. But when somebody is a good friend to the the girlfriend, I would say they're Tom and Raquel are equally, equally dirty here, like equally. Uh, it's just it's so fucked up. And now, of course, like the super sleuths are out. I'm seeing video evidence of her at a show of his in November. Just her. No other cast members there. Uh, in that comment section, somebody said that at his show in Illinois in December, Raquel was there by herself. Apparently, she was at a show by herself in September. My thing is, I'm a little confused because if Raquel alone is going to these shows, I don't know how that doesn't get back to Ariana because people like post online, right? Like, and I think Ariana sees stuff online. Like, I think she's pretty online. I don't think she sees everything. But I feel like somebody must have been like, ah, Ariana, I saw Tom last night. Why was Raquel there? Like, I'm kind of wondering if Tom Sandoval said he was giving Raquel a job on the tour, right? Maybe, like, that was his tour assistant and he was giving Raquel this gig like, I think there had to be some sort of knowledge that Tom and Raquel were spending time together. And so I'm definitely curious, like, what that looked like and who knew about that. Um, There was, like, speculation going around that Tom and Ariana were in an open relationship. And Ariana says, that's not true. I, so I don't know. Dumois posted a blind item that she received. And by the way, I you know how I feel about Dumois. Baby's first blind item. I don't trust a lot of it. But I do believe a lot of the stuff that she was posting yesterday is true. And she showed a screenshot of a blind item she got in December saying that Tom Sandoval was cheating. Um, then she got another one like a week ago that was very specific that Tom Sandoval was cheating with Raquel. So somebody knew. Somebody's knew. I want to read these. Hold on. Okay, on 223, Dumois got this and didn't post it. So the subject is the tale of two Toms and one Bambi-eyed bitch. A certain Bravo pageant queen is having an affair with one half of the bar-owning duo who share the same name, but not the one you think. They are hooking up behind the back of his long-term girlfriend and a very close source says they are in love. It may have started as an open relationship situation, but is now a full-blown secret affair. That was on 222. Mm-hmm. And she posted this one in December 16th, 2022. So in December. Subject, cheating with a capital T. This reality star diva has not been so faithful to their partner who have been together for years. This reality star diva cheated while their partner was away, even brought the person to their shared home to have sex with them. You'd never guess because you see them being so in love on TV. The reality TV stars help their reality TV TV partner through mental health issues, they live together, even support each other in their business ventures. I needed a nice cocktail after hearing this tea. So the language is very gender neutral and reality star diva, though, like Tom Sandoval, I, I think it really applies to him. We know Ariana's talked about her mental health issues on television, their bar- various business ventures, and the mention of the cocktail. Tom and Ariana put out a cocktail book with Danny Pellegrino, actually. So... <laughs> Uh, you, you know, like, 
they've been trying to they've been trying to get it out for a while. Whoever knew this. Um, then there's some other stuff that says that it's been months that it's been going on in Tom and Ariana's home. Uh, this person says, I was at Schwartz and Sandy's in December. Raquel and Tom were the only cast members there. Sandoval was getting her shots and she was lingering by the bar. Told me, don't worry, I'll love her this season. It's her redemption season. LOL, guess not. Um, more people being like, whoa, I saw her at Schwartz and Sandy's and she was only there by herself. Supposedly, there was some sort of fight between Sheena and Raquel because Sheena and Raquel did Watch What Happens Live on Wednesday in New York, while apparently this news was breaking amongst the cast. I don't know how true this is, but it says, did you hear Sheena allegedly got in a physical altercation with Raquel at a bar after Wednesday's Watch What Happens Live? Dumas says, yes, is that true? And this person says, I'm hearing through the grapevine that Sheena's friends are worried Raquel will press charges. Mm, I'm just not, I'm not so sure I believe that, you know. (laughs) I'm not so sure I can see see Sheena Shea fighting. That's not really something I see for Sheena. But apparently she has unfollowed Raquel. That's definitely an interesting part because this season, the storyline is that Sheena is the one that's pushing Raquel and Schwartz together and Katie's really mad at Sheena about it um but Sheena and Ariana are best friends well best friends we're using that in quotation marks there's been other funny things James Kennedy is going crazy he's just commenting off tops posts like you're dumb you're a loser (laughs) just typical James fashion which is like it's always so funny Kristen Doty, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, this is karma for Kristen Doty. And Kristen Doty was like, uh, back the fuck up. Ariana and I have been good friends for many years. I'm team Ariana. She was at Ariana's house last night. And anybody who thought Doty would be happy about this does not know Kristen Doty because Kristen Doty's a girl's girl. Now, Kristen may have sex with your ex-boyfriend. Please don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But if she is not directly involved in it, she's on the girly side. Like, there is nothing Kristen Doty relishes more in this world than being able to, like, call a man out as a cheater. That's where she shines. Are you kidding me? She is the person that, like, the minute she hears about a breakup, she's, like, barging down her friend's door to, like, plan the next attack. Like, she she is fully that girl. So... I knew there'd be no way. I think even if Kristen and Ariana had never really become friends, there was no way that Dodie was ever going to be on Tom Sandoval's side here or like be glad that that this happened to Ariana. That's so not her. She's a girl's girl, (laughs) which I know is silly to say when I'm also like, well, she maybe will fuck your ex-boyfriend. But we have layers, you know, we're complicated people. Katie Maloney posted two clown emojis. It seems like the cast is very much on Raquel's side. I'm seeing a bunch of people around Ariana posting like everybody hates them now. Raquel is out like she is the villain. Nobody will talk to them. Um, One of Ariana's best friends, Meredith, who had worked on the Emotionally Broken Psychos podcast for a little bit, actually, like way back in the beginning. Um tweeted this I'm home after spending the last 32 hours in the trenches of Valley Village and gotta say that my favorite moment was when someone got on the phone with his publicist to and I quote 
salvage what I can. So keep that in mind as news trickles out. So she thinks that Tom and Raquel are going to start putting out, you know, some PR. The rumors are saying that, like, Tom is in love with Raquel and wants to be with her. And that, to me, is, that makes no sense to me. Look. Tom thinks he's a lot smarter than he is. I'm not, this is not me being like Tom Sandoval is so smart, but I do think Tom is the type of person who likes to have conversations. And I do think that like Tom is a person that needs shared interests with a partner. And I have trouble believing he has that with Raquel. I just do. I, I really do. I, I just, I can't, I can't see it. I would be really surprised if they actually have any sort of significant relationship. I mean, I guess they might last through like this next season of filming just because I think they're very much in a spot now where it's like, well, everybody hates us. We may as well be together. I just can't get over like how poorly Tom Sandoval has chosen to do this and how he like, I obviously I don't think he like thought that far ahead, but there would be no planet in which he could break up with Ariana and get with Raquel that the audience would be a fan of. Ariana is by far the most likable person on this cast. Now, there are a million things I can criticize Ariana for. Yeah, she's on the cast of Vanderpump Rules. Like <laughs> Nobody can be all good on the cast of Vanderpump Rules. But when it comes to like her likability, she has always been one of the most likable. She has a couple of like really cringe and embarrassing moments throughout the seasons. But in general, she has been consistently nice, consistently happy, very rarely like in the middle of the drama. Like once her and Tom got together, I'm not sure there are any other seasons in which she is like the center of the drama. She has never been that person. If you ask like anybody who is your favorite on Vanderpump Rules, Ariana is like, very likely to be high on their list. And Tom Sandoval, I think, is liked a lot. But Tom Sandoval has a really nasty side to him, which involves yelling at women. To be fair, it's never really bothered me much because the women he yells at are like Stassi and Katie being awful. (laughs) You know, like he rarely yells at a woman that I feel like it's out of pocket. I it's but I know a lot of people find him to be like, do not like him always have viewed him as a misogynist. And I think that I've always thought that was totally a fair take. It's just not one that I ever really agreed with. I've always liked Tom Sandoval. And like I said, I I don't love him yelling at women, but like when it's Katie and Saucy just being, and Chris and Doty being fucking monsters, I'm like, okay, it can happen. It's, I mean, it's not great, but it's forgivable. Schwartz and Sandy's, the restaurant that they own together, First of all, I'm pretty sure they're setting up. And I mean, they show us in the scene for next week. They're going to buy out that. Lisa Vanderpump is going to buy out that Greg guy, I guess, which makes sense. Um, Hearing that Tom Sandoval let his parents sink $250,000 into the restaurant is insane to me. I when he said that, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, no, that's like his mom's retirement. Oh my God. I can't, I could not believe that. First of all, restaurants have such a high failure level. Yeah, I know they're reality TV stars, but it's not in the same little loop as the rest of the Lisa Vanderpump restaurants. It's a different location. I, I like, 
that was mind blowing to me. Also, like how much money has Tom Sandoval sunk into this band? Because every time he practices with them, they get paid. Obviously, they get paid for all the shows. It is not cheap to have a band. And it's a ton, a ton of overhead. And you do not make that much money from ticket sales. Like, I would imagine he's losing money on this band, which has been fine because he makes money on TV. But this restaurant, is this going to survive? Like, Tom Schwartz is already having his villain season, right? Like, even though Katie has always been a fan hated like most fan hated like people hate Katie Maloney I think that in the divorce haze people are finally being able to see like what an asshole Tom Schwartz is and Katie is having a season in which people are coming around to her so if Tom Schwartz is having a hard season and now people are going to hate Tom Sandoval people are so fucking mad about this they are so mad what does that mean for Schwartz and Sandys are people still going to want to go there You know, like, are people going to want to go to his tour that he's doing? He had a show last night. I'm definitely curious how that happened. And that went, I guess, a show in Anaheim. I wonder if Raquel was there. (laughs) I definitely am curious to see what the fallout financially will be. The amount of money they sunk in that restaurant is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. I cannot, I cannot understand why they would do that. (laughs) It seems like such a crazy decision to me. And I get because Tom Tom, they like don't actually, you know, they each own what? 2.5% of Tom Tom. Like they don't own it. They're not owners of that restaurant. They're investors. They're not actual owners of that restaurant. And they wanted to own a restaurant. And I get it. But do you have a successful reality television restaurant if nobody wants to come and see you guys? And if the rest of the cast won't be there? Because that's another thing. Like the reason that the Lisa Vanderpump restaurants are so successful is because there's like always a chance you can see multiple cast members. And if the rest of the cast isn't going to hang out with them, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. I'm also really curious to see what Tom Schwartz is going to do. I mean, he's obviously with his number one, Tom Sando, like their ride or dies. But Schwartz also has to look out for his own self-interest. You know, he's he has to be pissed about this because it's not good for the restaurant. That Tom Sandoval keeps, or Tom Schwartz keeps seeing, like, I gave my marriage away for this restaurant. And it's like, babe, be fucking for real. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Use your brain. You did not. I just feel awful for Ariana. I definitely am curious about who knew. I would guess that most of the cast did not know. I, I would bet that most of the cast did not know about this. Um... I think that if you're seeing old clips of Lala or James or whoever, like, talking shit about Tom and Ariana's relationship, it's not in the context of him fucking Raquel. It's in the context of them just seeing that, like, things had not been great and they had not been in a great place for a while. So we'll see what happens. I am so excited about this. Like, Vanderpump Rules is fucking back. I cannot believe it. Oh, a cheating scandal with Tom Sandoval and Raquel after we're like all of the energy that has been put collectively into Tom Schwartz and Raquel this season, like being able to quickly shift that to Tom Sandoval and Raquel is mind blowing. I do wonder, though, 
how it's going to affect the rest of the season. One, in editing. I wonder if they're going back to recut episodes. If I worked at Evolution Media, the producers of Vanderpump Rules, I would be sending my editors back in that editing bay and having them look for every piece of footage that's Tom, Tom Sandoval and Raquel talking. And I would be editing that into every fucking episode. In every single episode, I would be showing footage of Sandoval and Raquel. Because, like, how could you not? That's going to be, the like, the big cliffhanger of the season. Like, you got to, like, start building it up for the audience. Because if it comes out of total left field, I think the people that are not really online won't, will be confused. So I'm hoping that they're going to, like, re-edit some episodes. I do, though, like, it in some ways it is a bummer because the Raquel and Tom Schwartz of it all, like, isn't that exciting if we know that there's absolutely no way they end up together. But, man, <laughs> I cannot wait to see this. It's crazy because, like, I think a lot of people were going to come out on Raquel's side in regards to, t- like, Raquel, Schwartz, and Katie. Like, I-, I do think a decent amount of people because Katie is not likable, you know? Like, Katie is not a likable person. And if Katie's, like, screaming at Raquel, like, that's never going to go well for Katie because Raquel was a likable person. So I'm definitely curious, like, what the season will look like when I bet it was supposed to be Raquel's, like, good season. I mean, I don't think she's had, like, bad seasons, but I bet they really did think that she would be coming out on top and is, like, kind of the new leader of Vanderpump Rules in some ways But as the villain, (laughs) look, I feel awful for Ariana. These are real people. But in the context of this television show, is Raquel a queen? Kind of. Kind of. Is she now single-handedly giving us two seasons of television? At least, you know, we've now got this whole season with Tom Schwartz and all next season will be Tom Sandoval. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Good for you, Raquel. I love someone who fucks around a reality TV show. It's the best way to get on a reality TV show. Start sleeping with a cast member. It's the most organic way. <laughs> I just, I cannot wait. I'm so excited for the rest of the season. I'm so excited for the reunion. I hope Ariana comes out smashing. I am a little worried, though, because if the whole cast hates Raquel that might make filming next season hard so I hope that they can figure out some alliances in which it's like not everybody versus Sandoval Schwartz and Raquel because I'm assuming Schwartz will be on Sandoval's side we are gonna need a Sheena Shea you know to turn her back on Ariana and go to Raquel's side like we are going to need somebody to be on her side because if not it will be it's never fun when, like, everybody hates one person, right? Like, it just never works that well. So we will see. I know I said this would be, like, Vanderpump 102, but I really don't think it was. I really did not spend a lot of time explaining a lot of things. I just talked. Uh, to the Team Mom heads, we'll be back next week with Team Mom. Thank you for allowing me the space to talk about this incredibly important breaking news. Patreon.com slash Liz Explains. As I said, Last week, the Sarah Lawrence cult. This upcoming week, I think I'm going to do like a TikTok pop culture roundup because I have not done one in a while. 
And there are some things I want to talk about, like Selena Gomez and Haley Bieber and that Mormon mom who was into swinging, Taylor Frankie Paul, who got arrested for domestic violence. That was really bad. And there's just some stuff going on. I feel like I haven't touched down on it in a while. So patreon.com slash Liz Explains. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye.